mini-episode. What the world is watching. Anything can happen in a mini-episode. For over 50 years, the world leader in sports entertainment podcasts. <laughs> yes, because we only talk about wrestling. Hey, you know what? They fucking said 50 years in this, and the WWF had only been around for 15, 20 at the time. And they wouldn't be WWF like until... like. Uh... No, they were the WWF, but like before oh, they, that, were the they were the WWF. Yeah, but it doesn't count. Yeah, okay, they were the WWF before. You don't get to say that was the same thing. Right. I'm Brendan. I'm Nathan. And I'm Ryan. (laughs) Yep, Ryan's back this week. Uh, And we are going to talk about a wrestling event. We are. Called In Your House 4. Mr. Nathan! Milos, what do you want? Is Shane Douglas is back. He Uh. wants to talk to you. Oh God! Only be good, Douglas. I thought yeah. we we, we gave him his bus fare yeah. and his half a sandwich. He, he wasn't left. as yelly anymore, so I thought everything was cool. All right, I'm gonna go, I'll go. I'll go check this out. Just just give me a second. All okay. right, all right. So while he checks it out, why this particular event? Oh, <laughs> I tricked you! <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Hello, it's oh. your good friend oh, Montrose no. Monkington the Third here, and I will be taking the place of Nathan. <laughs> oh, goody! Um, where's Nathan? He he is trapped outside. I tricked him with my clever ruse. I'm already sitting down. So, all right, let's do this. Yes. Okay. Roll with the punches. Yeah. I, I watched this because I've I I'm I am a fan of the sport of kings. Yes, of professional wrestling. Yes. Well, thank you, Montrose, for joining us. Yeah, I'm happy to class up the joint. <laughs> we are, uh, of course, we are talking about in your house for uh, subtitled Great White North, which of course was added in much later because mm. uh, I didn't hear it once during the whole show. Is... I don't believe they did say it, did no. they? Yeah. It felt no. like more of a Halloween kind of like thing. Yes. October of 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a time to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> the best year in WWF you know, history. And I need, to, I need, to, I do need to ask because what they were stopped... they thinking? Well, oh. there's that too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they, they stopped the show off with this um, um Tony Wilson singing jo- uh, Canada. Joni Wilson, you know Joni. the the famous Joni Wilson. Oh, I did. They said she was a, a major Winnipeg superstar and, and singing sensation in Canada. I'm new to Canada in the last, like, maybe the last five years or so. so I'm not familiar with her. Was she everywhere in 1995, gentlemen? Well, she no. was an up-and-comer, so she only became really famous in 1999. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Again, still before the, before I got here. Now she's before. now she's known as something of a legend. She's kind of like, uh, like Raffi. Oh, yeah, wow. Or Fred Penner. What oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yep. With the crowd, I didn't feel they were there were so many sour faces for a <laughs> Canadian crowd listening to their national anthem. It was I I cuz I feel she butchered it. Yeah, she a little did. bit not rock and robin level of butchering, but uh No. She was no mean Gene Okerlund at WrestleMania. No. Okay. No one could be mean Gene at WrestleMania. <laughs> uh I wrote down overalls. I think someone was wearing some like really nice overalls. Yeah, they, they, I believe those were the were, were the style at the time. Yes. Uh, mm. Speaking of style at the time, the person in the first match. <laughs> well, <laughs> before we get to that first match, why why did the logo at the time? Why is it like coming out of a block of ice? Yes. Well, I, I don't know. That's just the way it was. I think uh, it was supposed to be marble. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's strange. It's a very it's very nineties. But it, was it what the world was watching at the time? No. No? I thought in nineteen ninety five they were getting some of the highest ratings they've ever gotten. I mean they had Duke the Dumpster Drossy. That, that, TL that, Hopper. The hog farmer was there too. Yeah. Yes, Henry O'Godwin. Soon to be joined by Phineas, which is what finally got him over. Pig and Hog. Right. Yep. Before that he was just Henry O and when they became the Godwins, he was a big star. <laughs> 
but we start off with an announcement from Gorilla Monsoon. So rest in peace, mm-hmm. the fellow that I can I can relate to uh, being a, a primate mm-hmm. uh, without opposable thumbs. How do you feel about him using the name Gorilla? Do you feel like that's a slight? No, I don't feel... A lot of people would complain that is some sort of a, a appropriation of, of, of my being. But I don't feel that's the case. Because he, he was a large mountain of a man yeah. and was rather hairy. Yes. So I do feel that there may have actually been some Gorilla in his lineage. Okay. Well, let's uh, we'll go to that uh, family anse- or ancestry.ca and we'll figure that out. Oh, so my twenty three. <laughs> what? Uh, is it like twenty three and me? Is that the is, name of it? Is that what it's called now? Uh, I don't know. There's, I know there's uh, there's several of them. There's competing ones. Oh, okay. This. Yeah. Uh, well, it, Gorilla's announcement because yes, folks, it's that show. Uh, is that Shawn Michaels unfortunately ran into two hundred and thirty six Marines. <gasps> uh. I mean, it may have been more than that. I'm not sure. <gasps> and he, he fought valiantly, too. He fought valiantly, but he was assaulted. And so it, it wasn't just because he mouthed off to one man and his wife. No, no. not. Shawn Michaels of 95. Okay. No, what happened was he, he, he was accosted by Good 342 Marines. This number just keeps getting larger and larger with him. I don't know what you're talking about, but anyway, there was 418 Marines that attacked <laughs> him. And he will have to vacate the Intercontinental title. Meaning that Dean Douglas, not Shane, Dean Douglas, will be crowned the new Intercontinental Champion later tonight. Just a moment. When they've vacated a title before, don't they usually have some sort of tournament to well, decide who was going to be the champion. Well, 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 let me let me let me say this. It was supposed to be Shawn Michaels facing Dean Douglas right. at this show, but he, he was jumped by five hundred and twenty-three Marines. Yes, because of the attack from six hundred and seventeen Marines, mm-hmm. he had to basically. I should I should use the term forfeit the title. Okay. To Dean Douglas. But I, I don't feel like that. That's not fair. Because he he is not able to compete, so Dean Douglas wins well, by did, default. But that's the, that that shouldn't be, because I mean, if you lose on a countout or disqualification, or rather, you win by the countout or disqualification, you don't you don't get to be the champion. So it, I don't feel that that just because he's forfeiting the title that 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 Dean Douglas should get to be the champion. That's not fair. I feel like it's more like closer to like a submission. Okay, mm-hmm. now do you feel that this is just some kind of garbage that they may have come up with on the, on the fly because Shawn Michaels was a pilled-up dickweed? Uh, no, d- definitely not. No, never, so it was because he was attacked by 733 Marines. That was totally legit. Hmm. All 999 of them. <laughs> exactly. Those thousands of Marines did a number on him. Mm. Yes, you can tell because uh, later on in the evening when we see him, he's got Irish sunglasses. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, this is not the first time he, yeah, he had a vacated title. Like he did that with his previous IC title run. I oh think yeah. Technically, the tag titles, if you want to consider that Phantom uh, title change. But I think the Intercontinental title one, he was actually suspended for some substance thing that yeah. he denied. And mm. I think the tag title one was because of an angle with Diesel where they broke up. No, I'm talking about the one with the with the Rockers and in the Howard Foundation. Oh, and how they just ignored that the title yeah. change happened? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the ropes fell off or something? Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, uh, don't f- never fear, Montrose. Okay. Because after that, Dean will be forced to defend that title that he just won against Razor Ramon. And, and how did they come to that decision? I mean, he's the number one contender. Even though he has a match already on this card. Yes. Uh, they couldn't give that spot to some other deserving fellow. Well, I'm sure it has nothing to do with Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels being a part of the clique. Oh. I'm, I'm sure that's got nothing to do with it. Right? No shenanigans. No shenanigans. <sighs> but let's start off because we start the show with our opening contest, Making a Difference Fatu. The greatest gimmick he ever had. With tights designed by Nancy Reagan because they say just say no. Did you? I, I found it kind of interesting that he actually had a um, a BSK hat on. Ah, uh, what is that? Yeah, the Bowen Street Crew. Oh, oh! I believe that he means he's friends with the Undertaker. Played a lot of um, cribbage at the back of buses and whatnot. 
as Takers tends to do. Hmm. Well, that was like um, another version of the click, except they didn't swing but, their dicks around. But they weren't, no. yes, absolute trash people. Please. Yeah, so it was, and it was, I think Yokoz, I think Yokozuna was in that too. He, I feel that um, um, the Undertaker liked Samoans mm. because apparently Fatu was there. If you're saying that um, uh, Yokozuna was there, the Samoan, and yep. uh, also uh, Kama Mustafa, I believe, yeah. was also a, a bit big member of the BSK, as it were. I didn't even notice that on his hat. Congrats, mm. g- good, good catch, Montrose. Oh, thank you. Uh, but he is wrestling. Some guy who's never going to make it. Yeah, never going to make it in this business. You may have heard of him. His name is Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And I got to say, guys, um, if he needs a cane to walk down to the ring, he probably shouldn't get in the ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's medically cleared to wrestle, but but just Shawn Michaels was attacked by 1,100 Marines. He can't wrestle. Yeah, well, if Hunter Hearst Helmsley had been attacked by 1,262 Marines, he may have not been able to have this match with Fatu, and Fatu would have won by forfeit. There's no championship on the line, so I mean that—that's—that's that's a he, thing that would be it. Yes. Yeah, he would just win the match. Yeah. Right. Bragging rights. Hmm. But thankfully, that is not the case because uh, Triple H, as we know him now, uh, has been using kind of Rick Martel's gimmick at the time. Yes, he's a, a perfume atomizer with him. Yeah, which I don't know why he has perfume. <laughs> I believe it was to 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 eschew away the stench uh, emitted by Fatu because Jerry Lawler uh, makes. Uh, a joke about uh, Fatu using Raid as underarm deodorant three bloody times. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> Lawler has his joke book at ringside with that him. Sometimes oh, he, it's like Bobby Heaton wrote. He was absolutely on fire this evening. Yeah. Uh, so they get in the ring and they start having, oh, Jesus, what the hell? There's a fucking vampire in the crowd. <laughs> Well, there was a, there was a vampire in the crowd, and also uh, someone held up a sign with uh, profanity upon it. Classy, classy Winnipeg. Hmm. What did it say? Well, no, it wasn't on the side of the vampire. It was on the other side, uh, where the camera was at, and someone held up a sign. It said, "Hey, ya f word." I'm not going to say that. I'm oh not. It's, a, it's beneath me. Uh, hello, Todd. I think was the name the the uh, the the swear f word or the slur. No, uh, uh, the the uh, it's the f word. It's the only word that's the f word. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you meant the. No, the, I wasn't okay. saying he was a homosexual or something. <laughs> what? It a wasn't. No, it was was not saying that he was a homosexual. Oh, okay. Okay. No. okay. I gotta say, this match is not that bad. <laughs> No, uh... It's not that good either. It was... I found a little bit slow <laughs> at first, but when they were picking up the steam, it was turning into a really good opener. Fatu does his great 360 sell from the clothesline, <laughs> which I always love. Although I, I will say this about it. Um, there's, there's punishment dealt uh, to the head of Fatu during this match, and he, of course, he, he no-sells it because he's... That's all Samoans! Right, he's Samoan. Um, but then he's um, defeated with a pedigree. Yeah, I, 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 got, I got you there. I thought about that, too. <laughs> and then they tried to explain it away, saying that it was to the face. Mm. Last time I had checked... They're adjacent uh, to the, each the other. The face was part of your head. Well, let's just uh, take a look at our science textbooks here, folks. Wrestling science textbooks. Uh, let's just open it up here. Oh, no, okay, so here, here's here's the problem, Montrose. I just found it out. Um, it says anytime Triple H hits the pedigree on anyone, it doesn't matter. It's always a three count. Except for that period after the curtain call for a couple months. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess it's just, it's it's law. But, uh-huh. yeah, it, 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 it violates Samoan law, but, you know. What can you say? The guy's running the company. Connecticut wrestling law supersedes Samoan law, is what you're saying. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. It's politics. I will say this. Uh, during this match, I did happen to notice there's absolutely no way in the world that Fatu would be able to deny his sons. <laughs> what? And he looks a lot like Jimmy and Jay. <laughs> the, the Usos? Mm. <laughs> um, Big a different maybe, Usos. But... Also, we should note that the vampire that's sitting in the crowd gets moved to the second row later. You're too distracting. He, no, not because he was distracting. He was sitting in someone's seat. 
Oh. That's why security came over and had words with everyone. Okay. See, I thought they thought he was distracting, which confused me later because they literally did a close-up of him. Yeah, because, like, right. you're thinking, oh, it's a Halloween thing. Yeah. yeah. They talked to him and, and another, uh, actually, that Razdauer chap shows up <laughs> and um, he sits in the front row. <laughs> so we'll give him beer. Uh, after Hunter Selmsley picks up his big victory, Henry Godwin comes out with a slop bucket, but uh, because it's 1995 and that's a storyline, but Helmsley manages to escape mm. and Henry Godwin just runs to the back. Thanks for wasting our time, Henry Godwin. Yeah, yeah and, and another thing that was, you notice that the, the entranceway was quite odd. They're like short or? Yeah, it was, no, it was, a, it was around the corner. Yeah. It wasn't straight down to no. the ring, which was I'm used to. Mm. It was mm. a little bit uh, peculiar. Mm. Uh, then we get uh, the British Bulldog cutting a mean promo. And by mean <laughs> promo, I mean that he cuts a shitty promo and looks mean while he does it. <laughs> there are there are Zubas in the background. Yep. That. As the style was the time. <laughs> I was just like, Bulldog, just please let Jim Cornette do the talking. Yeah, I, his greatest promo is him just proclaiming that he's bizarre for <laughs> Royal Rumble. <laughs> I also noticed that when he called Winnipeg a fifty a minus fifty degree hellhole, uh, he was actually he, he he was talking about that. I mean, didn't he spend a good portion of his time in Alberta, which gets very yep. similar weather, if not colder. Right, but and, he's a heel. Well, <laughs> he's a this bad is, guy. This is true, and um, <laughs> he also he says at he says in your house, but the way he says it with his accent from Manchester. It does sound like he says, in your ass," Or in your hoose. Which I was just appalled by at first. I mean, I thought, he, is he going to have, you know, anal sex with him in the ring? That's, he fell in his fucking house. I don't feel that that should be a thing that's happening, especially in 1995 WWF. Yeah, I feel like that would have been a bigger headline. It, yes, that definitely would have made some uh, some dirt sheets. If you know. What? Ew! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Worst name for that right now. Yeah, well, yeah. Moving on though, yeah. we got our next uh, matchup coming up. Yes, we have some internal problems between Razor Ramon and the One Two Three Kid, who you all might know as X Pac. Or yeah. you know that guy who sucks terribly. Only <laughs> character-wise, I always thought he was good in the ring. Just he had terrible characters. Anytime he would go, what? Instant go away. I especially thought he had a good run of re of matches as the kid. Yeah, this is probably his prime. One where he fell flat on his face and oh, hit the gosh. concrete. Oh, for sure. I mean, but he also it's had like I remember a match he had with Bret Hart on a Raw one time. Mm -hmm. That was great. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that the trap can't wrestle, but as soon as they give him a microphone, I just I loathe him with every fiber of my being. But we eventually did have to deal with the X Factor. <laughs> I know you hate X Factor, but I know about that. Uncle Cracker. Him and, and just incredible. Or and Albert. Yeah. yeah. And Al you know, a murderer's row right there. And they, they came out, and then they, they had pink coloring. It, yeah. was, it was an Uncle odd. Cracker and everything. <laughs> right. They were like, they were like, we want to pair X-Pac with the two least over people on the roster. <laughs> Get me, Albert, and just incredible. Right now. <laughs> um... But I mean, so Razor Ramon and One Two Three Kid are trying to patch things up between them. They're they're you know they're gonna be fine. Just like every wrestling angle where people have problems and then make up, it always works out. I thought I thought it was interesting that during his his promo, um, Scott Hall or Razor Ramon uh, called Vince McMahon Vince McMang. <laughs> he was funnier with that when he was a hill. Was like Hitman, Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then. So we get uh, them; these two taking on the Smoking Guns, Billy and Bart, for the tag team titles. Wow, mm -hmm. Billy looks so young back then. Billy and Bart. Uh, well, I will say Billy, I thought was pretty good at the time. Bart messes up a snapmare in this match, mm -hmm. <laughs> or a, it's like a hair pull takedown. That's not or how you're gonna win brawl for all like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I didn't really like this match. No. Not I, really. I thought Razor I and some, Kid had some good chemistry. Did some good chemistry, and I do feel that some of the spots actually looked the 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 low bridge looked especially um, devastating. 
back. <laughs> um, they, they throw, I think it's, I don't know if it's Billy or Bob, one of the smoking guns gets, um, as they say at the time, set for the ride. Yeah. And um, the, the one, two, three kid pulls the rope down and just, he tumbles over with such ferocity that I legitimately thought that he might have been hurt at first. Well, I will say that anytime the kid and Billy are in the ring, I thought they were great together. Yeah, okay. those King of the Ring 99 finals, you know? Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, works much better here. But whenever, I don't know, whenever Bart or Razor, not anything against Razor, because I feel like he was just trying to save his energy for well, later, maybe. Yeah, a match yeah, coming up later duty, that exactly. evening. Oh, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, anytime he or Bart were in the ring, I, find, I just found the match kind of slowed down. Okay. And... It just, I don't know, it, I felt like it was kind of disappointing for what it could have been. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, I mean, you, you do make a point there. Like, it's not a situation where a, a, some good spots does a good match make. Yeah, it, and it's got a really anticlimactic finish. This is true. I feel like it was, like, leading up for a new development for, for a particular kid. Hmm. And I also felt that they took a little too long on that finish to get to that anticlimactic finish because yes. Razor gets everything all summed up. Mm-hmm. It's all set to go and the one tissue kid wants to get the pin. Mm. And he's begging to be tagged in and um, Razor reluctantly tags him in. Of course, mm-hmm. we get a, oh, a schoolboy or a roll-up and um, a one, two, three kid, it's over. Mm-hmm. And, but I felt that, that that getting the kid in the ring, I know I know they have they have to do that mm-hmm. because they're like we have to give him some time to recover so it looks realistic that they screw up the finish and all that sort of thing. But still, it's one of those things. Where it's like I really wish they could have clipped along a bit better there because even if Razor had just taken a second to be like, hmm, okay, I'll tag you in, just the time to go tag him in and then getting in would have been sufficient. Honestly, I. They could have just had Razor take the fall, considering he was going to win the, another title later on. No, no, because they need to sow the discord between oh, yeah, Mr. Because, Kid like, and, yeah. and Razor and Moon. But, uh, yeah, the, so the smoking guns retain. Uh, the kid goes apeshit after the... Oh, sorry, I don't mean to use that term. Am I allowed to use that term? It's it's a colloquialism. I'm used to it. All right. So, all right. The, 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 he goes bananas. Uh, oh, my goodness. Really? I mean, oh, okay, honestly. I gave him a pass. Honestly. <laughs> sorry. I gave you a sorry. pass on the first one. I'm and sorry. And you used something just as offensive. Okay, listen. The kid is monkeying around. You and... son of a bitch. All right. Can I do ape shit? Yes. Go back to doing that. Okay. The kid goes ape shit. And, uh, you know, he's just losing his mind. He's going bananas. And he just starts kicking, starts attacking the guns after the match. Razor makes him leave the ring, gives the guns their titles back. All is copacetic until, like, the next night on Raw, I think. So, call the WWF Superstar line, folks. Talk to winners and losers. Yeah, I... They used to apparently give Mean Gene Oakland a hard time when he did this sort of thing for WCW. Mm-hmm. Promoting the, the superstar or the, the hotline or whatever. So much so they, they, they made a point to make fun of it when they had the, the billionaire Ted's wrestling. Oh, the Nacho role Man. Role. Yes. And the Huckster. Right. And, and they are doing the exact thing that they gave Mean Gene a, a hard time with. But his, Mean Gene's hotline was like rumors yeah. and blah 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 whereas the WWF line it's like it's like Bart chat talk oh, to oh. the winners and losers oh, and just literally it. talk to Bart okay yeah I think I think because WCW's was like a dirt sheet yeah oh, okay. well, all right. like I'm even lower res Dave Meltzer <laughs> yeah um which I mean if you're gonna get your dirt sheet rumors you definitely want to get it from the company that it's about right yeah, yeah. they have no WCW vested so interest truthful. whatsoever yeah <laughs> Um, also, we get a little uh, Doc Hendricks, a.k.a. Michael Hayes, appearance. And, guys, yeah, what is he selling here? Those, uh, those standbys? Those cardboard standees, yeah. as they're called. Yeah. Did anybody ever buy these? Um, I've known a few people who have owned, not necessarily those two, but the standees, yes. Uh, really? In England, actually, um, uh, Peter O'Toole ones were very popular back then. <laughs> 
yes. Yes, the Peter O'Toole standees. And I they in my actually, room as we speak. They, they sold those using the same premise that this this Dr. Hendricks used to sell the Bret Hart one, where they said, you know, buy this so Peter O'Toole can watch you sleep. <laughs> that was terrifying. Yeah. Get the also, hitman so we can watch you sleep. Yeah, and Shawn Michaels for the ladies. Ladies. Um... I gotta say, though, Montrose, you say he's a doctor, but I don't think he had a PhD. Maybe it was some sort of honorary thing. Perhaps he had his doctorate in uh, alcohol or something. Or racism. Oh, yeah, the Jack Daniels. (laughs) Racism, yes. Just ask ask Mark Henry. There you go. (sighs) But guess what, folks? We have a pretty historical historical thing here, because this is the in-ring debut of Goldust. Yes, in the WWF for the yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Because because Dustin Reynolds, he was with Dusty about a few years prior. Oh yeah, yes. for sure. It's definitely not his first match. I just mean it's Goldust's first match. Yeah, because I don't. Right. They never mentioned him as Dustin until like a couple years after the fact. When everybody oh, yeah. knew. Yeah, when everybody knew, and he was doing the shoot work thing. Mm-hmm. And he is facing Marty, you heard, should I do my stepdaughter, Janetti? Yes. Yeah. Fueled entirely by cocaine. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just want to say something. How sad is it that Marty never really dropped, like, the whole rockers motif? Yeah, I'd have another version of that tag team with Leaf Cassidy. <laughs> or Al Snow, as you think he's known yeah. as. Yeah, he, like, he basically always had the same theme song. He kept, like, the same gear, just changed the colors. Like, it seems like uh, Shawn Michaels completely did a 180 after he left the Rockers. I think Shawn was pushing him down, like, not wanting him to be anything else besides that. It's like, you want a job? You're going to be this. Either that, I don't feel maybe he's just, he was just comfortable coasting. Oh, he coasted all right. I think Marty also, I mean, can blame himself for a lot of his own, you know, Oh, no, I will say, actually, um, at one time I remember watching him in the WWF when he was not wearing rocker gear. Mm. It was that, that white thing that he had on. It was, all, it was like cut in ribbons in yeah. between. Like, like Brutus, like Brutus Beefcake. Beefcake. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, this match sucks. Yeah, uh, for it's, a, it's not very good. No, for a showcase for, for Goldust, I think Marty got way too much offense in. Mm. That that too, and it's just like chin lock, chin lock, chin lock. Oh, spot. Oh, back to the chin lock. It's just very, 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 very this, slow. It's very toned down for Goldust as a wrestler versus Dustin as the natural, who is more explosive. I felt that the high points. The yeah, the the high points of this match were really the commentary. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. God, because there were a million <laughs> classy, classy lawlers. Yeah, a million movie puns. And and my favorite is when Marty Jannetty loses, and they say Marty Jannetty just got downloaded. What? <laughs> I know. I did. I missed that. And yeah, that made five. So it took him like two years to be fully done. That right. made no sense. <laughs> I I did enjoy that. Uh, uh, it was based on Pulp Fiction because Goldust uh. <laughs> oh, was speaking to a pulp, and um, I know, thought I thought they meant that Goldust was going to rape him like the Gimp. Uh, well, I mean, you they know, save those jokes for about a year later. Give it a few more weeks. Jerry Lawler would probably say something along. He does. Lines. Jerry Lawler infamously drops that other f bomb we were talking mm-hmm. about. It's weird because they they were trying to toe a line with Goldust, and they were trying to make explanations like mind games and everything like that. And then Lawler's just like, just call him a cigarette. Yep, yep. he right. sure did. Um, I I did notice though that he was wearing some interesting boots. <laughs> They had lifts to make him look taller, but they didn't lace up, so his... I felt... I was worried he was going to break an ankle. Is this, uh... Gold dust, dust we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Because they were like cowboy boots. He also... I, I was always under the impression that he had Marlena with him right off the bat. No, Ooh. that was like after WrestleMania 12 or something like that. Mm. Wasn't... So he didn't even have her at Survivor Series the next month? I don't believe so, no. no. Where he had an equally boring match with Bam Bam Bigelow? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Goldust's finish is a front suplex. Right. Well, yeah, Shattered Dreams wasn't even in the picture at that time. Although they do say that he shattered Marty Jannetty's dreams. And that's probably where they started that. Just mm. like, yeah, that's a good name. Let's use it for a move. 
But now we have to get to the best match on the show. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, so here's the backstory, first of all, before we get into this next match. Mabel was supposed to face The Undertaker. Yes. Yeah. However, on Raw, legitimately dropped a leg on him and did it wrong and fucked Broke up his, his face. Bone. Broke yep. his face, yes. Broke his face. Squashed or, his face. As, as Jerry Lawler uh, so infamously put it, uh, Canadian fans would be familiar with it because it's a face-off. tip your waitresses try the veal (laughs) exactly so what they had to do is they had to scramble and come up with another opponent for mabel so who do they give them another baby face on their way up perhaps uh perhaps someone like a savio vega or someone like that no they give him another heel in yokozuna this is, it made no sense. No, no sense. One, no, you know, earlier, we, we saw a face versus face team, which we all know can go over quite well because you yep. get the crowd, the whole crowd behind it at that point. Exactly. But with this one here, the, the crowd goes mild. I gotta say, I thought the crowd was more into this than I yeah, expected. Yeah, surprisingly um, so, because like, oh my god, these big huge guys, what are they, what can they do? I, I Not felt, a lot. I felt that the only part that the crowd was really into was when Yokozuna fell onto Jim's Cornette. <laughs> that was funny. It was quite hilarious. Uh, JR, so we got, we didn't even mention the commentators, but we, ha- well, we mentioned Lawler, but we also mm-hmm. have Vince McMahon and Jim Ross, mm-hmm. and in this match, Jim Ross gets a line in that says, well, this is just about as scientifically imperfect as you can get. He always, like, for these kind of matches, will never steer you wrong to say, like, this is not going to be a Luthez classic, You're, it's going to be bowling shoe ugly. Yes, Three minutes into the match, I wrote that the commentators are already saying both men are fatigued. Well, they, and After they legitimately probably were. How about that bulldog spot? Oh, God. Oh, no, and, and Ryan does make a good point. There were a lot of fat jokes. Yeah. A brontosaurus died out. <laughs> there were uh, some restaurant here in Winnipeg made some business last night. And, and, and no, at one point, I must take umbrage with this line. Okay. They say, is it true that he uses a VCR as a beeper? What? How, that, that makes no sense. I don't even get that. No. Just because it's, just cause it's big? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if they were talking about Yoga Sooner, if they were talking about Jim Cornette. Listen, I've tried to call people on my VCR. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It's always flashing 12. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, however... Let's let's fast forward. Just Great finish to, to the ending. Yes. <laughs> uh, yep. It's a double count out. Right, and then they get back in the ring, and they look like they're going to start fighting again. Uh huh. Right, and then and there's there's arguments back and forth, but they don't start fighting again. What do they do? Hug. They hug it out. Yes. I feel, mm, I felt quite disappointed that this was a missed opportunity. They did not need to do that back and forth with Jim Cornette and Oscar. Or Mo, Mo, sorry, Mo. Yeah. He was one of the men on a mission. Oscar uh, did not go along with the heel turn. (laughs) Right. So, when that happened, I just feel that they they, should have gone like that face-to-face part and then uh, done the hug right away. And Mm. just... Had it on everyone in the crowd. Like, they're, they're suckers for thinking this was going to go anyways. And then they don't have their match, and we're all safe. I was going to say, hmm. would it upset you to know that Yoko had a tag match with Owen later that night for a dark match? We were denied <laughs> that, but we got this. <gasps> oh, oh, my what? God. Wait, what? Okay, hold on. What were the dark matches, Ryan? There was, like, Bob Hall against Rad Radford. That would have been fine. Red Hart and uh, Isaac uh, Yankum Haynes. Isaac um, that was yeah, yeah. Red Hart wasn't on the show but he had a dark match. Ugh. And then what was the other one? It was Yoko and Owen against... I think Bam Bam and Tanaka. Tanaka? Tatanka, right. (laughs) It it should have been Masato Tanaka. That'd be great. (laughs) That would have been crazy. (laughs) What? What's this? Why are Owen and Yoko fighting Masato Tanaka and longtime rival Mike Awesome? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then we get to find out... um, who was the sponsor for Survivor <laughs> Series that year? What screams 1995 besides? Oh, I thought it was uh, Shawn Michaels' pin pal jacket. <laughs> no, it was Karate Fighters! Oh, man, that tournament. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. 
Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, it's a double cat out. That match is done. Now we get to the good stuff. Because Oof. Shawn Michaels comes out with his Pin Pals jacket. He is and, dressed as the 90s. Yep, he is just very sad. Because when 1,372 Marines assault you at a bar for no you reason... Lose smile None. Before you lose your smile. Yeah, before you lose your smile. He hadn't even lost his smile yet. Yes. But his smile was, was on vacation. I, I mean, how, how were you able to maintain your smile when 1,475 Marines attack you? I, I think the answer is you don't. No, you don't. You just get a pair of Irish sunglasses and you forfeit a title. That's right. And Sean, like, I mean, as stupid as this was for Sean to and drop a title, it was pretty stupid. He does some decent acting here, mm. I will say. Uh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't even like do any, he doesn't talk at all, but he does a thing where he hands over the title. Well, and that's he, probably why it was good then. Cause I was expecting if he was talking, he'd been super over the top. With oh, the it would have been, it would have been terrible, but his like facial reactions are pretty good. Like he looks over at Dean Douglas kind of like mournfully walks away. Mm. Dean, Dean rubs it in his face. Even Dean Douglas is doing some decent stuff. Like, well, cause like, he, s- he snatches the title yeah. before they can mm-hmm. even hand it to Gorilla Monsoon. Right. And he's posing with it, and he's laughing, and it, it's, you know, it's pretty good. It's a good, it's a good thing. And better than that Zombies movie he was in. Ugh, his acting in this was better, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but now, here comes Razor Ramon, and we get the oh, inner... I will, before we get the match, as, yeah. as Shawn Michaels is exiting the arena, um, did you notice that... Sloth from the Goonies was in the crowd. <laughs> I, t- I did not. Oh my goodness! There was a, there was one poor unfortunate looking chap who, oh. who looked like. Oh, I thought sloth. you were talking about the one that was looking like Brandon. <laughs> my goodness! What? <laughs> he said, a, "A fellow that looked like you." There, there I was... thought you you tra- you traveled in time back in 1995 to see this show. Yeah, Cody Knotts was in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> He's your cousin, isn't he? <laughs> He's a good guy. Okay. Not a great director. No, no, but okay. So now we get the, as Jerry Lawler put it, the pain in the class, uh, uh, Razor Ramon. Yeah. Lawler was so good this evening. Because Dean Douglas is a teacher. Right. Although I did notice he had an exclamation point <laughs> on the back of his trunks. Had Razor Ramon just hidden under a cardboard box... He could have gotten away with it. Dean Douglas would have been like, oh, yeah, it's just a cardboard box. There's <laughs> a solid snake Metal Gear reference for you. Man. Oh, God. Thank you. Uh, it must be hard to play video games for you, Montrose. Well, you know what? It it, it can be. However, I if I can play them on PC, because I don't, I don't require to hold a controller. I can use a mouse and the keyboard. There you go. Nice. I wrote down all of the moves Dean Douglas does in this match. Oh, all oh. of the moves? All of the he moves did? that he does in this match. Uh, you're using a plural for some reason. Yes, because this is all the offense he gets in this 11-minute match, okay? Yeah. He hits a few elbows in the corner to break out of a hold. Hmm. He uses a couple of punches and kicks. Right. He backdrops to avoid a razor's edge. Yes. He hits a drop kick, and he whips him into a corner once. The rest of the match is Razor Ramon just destroying him. Hmm. Which, I know none of us are big Shane Douglas fans, but holy one-sided match. But I feel... For a baby face? Yeah, it's one of these things that... It's where you feel kind of, sort of, possibly a little bad for Shane Douglas. I do. I don't think Razor sold anything from the previous match. It's like he didn't even have a match earlier. He didn't sell anything in this match. Honestly. And and that's it. The, The whole thing is, you often hear, if you get... Shane Douglas to talk to you. Don't ever get Shane Douglas to talk to you. But if you do, he'll let you know that that he that he was screwed by a veritable number of people, um, and a, a group of them are the Click, which would include Shawn Michaels, uh, Diesel, the Diesel, Diesel, the One Kid, Triple H, H, all of them. And so you feel when you see this that there actually it may be something to his complaint. Yeah, there are some there are some 
you know, there's some meat to that grievance. However, eh, everything else that happened to him afterwards is entirely his fault. <laughs> well, and according to Douglas and many other people, like many other people that were around at the time, he was supposed to beat Shawn Michaels at this show for the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. But luckily, Shawn Michaels was attacked by 1,578 Marines, right, uh, causing that to go a different way. Right, and it wasn't because he mouthed off to one guy. No, no, his wife. no, no. That wasn't that was an urban legend. Right. Uh, Razor Ramon wins the title by hitting him with a belly to back suplex. It's not even a D like a razor's oh. edge. No, and D and they did an angle where Dean Douglas's foot was underneath the bottom rope, mm-hmm. but that was never followed up on later. Like yeah. that, he argues with the ref, and the commentators mention it, and then they just kind of go, "Well." Referee's decision is final. Yeah, because you know, you know what would have what what happened is that they told Dean the finish and made him probably think that it was going to lead into some sort of rematch, rematch or, or, yeah. or a program so, or something. Look good. And they're just like, so he'll go along with it and lay down. And then once it happens, yeah, we're not doing that. Probably it made him look like a moron, right? Uh, but don't worry, guys, because Dean Douglas would later go on to manage Nature Boy Buddy Landell oh, in yeah. one of the best programs of all time with Ahmed, Johnson. Ahmed Johnson. Yep. Oh, God. What a crazy time to think that four times winning that title was a big accomplishment. Right? Yeah. Razor Ramon wins the Intercontinental title for the fourth time. Right. Uh, uh, so before we get to the main event and Bret Hart... Doc Hendricks is, or sorry, Dr. Hendricks is advertising the worst wrestling shirt I've ever seen. (laughs) I don't know those. They had to say some doozies. Those types of shirts were rather popular at the time. Perhaps, but it looks disgusting. It's like the busiest. Vince Love's cock? It's the, it's the busy, it's the busiest shirt I've ever seen. Like there's so much going on on it. (laughs) Was the style at the time. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loud and proud with all these colors of the 90s. Right. You'll never but get them back. It's for two dudes with attitudes, a.k.a. Shawn Michaels and Diesel. He's got to yeah, get that plug not, in. Not, not Lex and Sting? <laughs> what? Right. Not Lex and Sting? Because they were also the dudes with attitudes? Were they actually? I think so, yeah. Mm. Mm, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet dudes with attitudes money. <laughs> they added the number two to it, so that way, it, yeah, what, they didn't. They managed to and then turn that, it. flip it around, right? That's they like when they changed the big boss man to the boss. There you go, the WCW. Angel. No, first he was just Joel. the boss, right? Yeah, but they and had they, to change it to the Guardian Angel because it was too. The boss similar. was too close to the boss man, <laughs> and then right. they changed it to Ray Trailer and Big Bubba again. Big mm-hmm. Bubba, and you know, lots of. Uh, oh wait, no, the shark was Earthquake. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> WCW sucks. (laughs) Oh, and this this thing that we're reviewing is a spot on stellar event. A masterpiece. A masterpiece of wrestling history. Mm. Uh, But anyway, so here comes Bret Hart coming down to do some color commentary. Oh, and and, and run off Jerry Lawler. Yeah, so making Bret Hart the best baby face on the whole show. (laughs) Yes. He does get a rather odd side hug from Vince. Yeah. yeah so I, awkward. I wrote down, Vince McMahon and Bret Hart, friends forever. I said the same thing, too. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong with our friendship. Not at all. And for some reason, Jim Ross makes a note that, that natives will bust in for this. <laughs> what? Yes. He says that, that, that there were, like, I don't know. Maybe they were, like, it was, like, the Marines. Because he said there were, like, a thousand... Natives who were bussed in on a chartered bus for this event. Just to see Bret Hart only. <laughs> it is the prairies, but I mean, what? I don't feel that's that that's a line. thing. That is very strange. Well, if he had just said, you know, a thousand fans bust yeah. in, I, I, I get that. Because oh. it's, the, it's the prairies, and, you know, you do come from far and wide. It's very flat. Wait, no, I I know, I, I get it now. Because earlier, Ryan told us that Tatanka was in one of the dark matches. <laughs> oh, so. no, that, you know what? That actually does make some sense. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I'm not going to lie about that. They're like, wait, wait, this wasn't part of the pay-per-view? <laughs> but it's Tatanka. It's main eventer he Tatanka. Should the, he should be the champion. Yeah. <laughs> Those... 2,000 natives were bust in for just this on charter buses. Here's Dean Douglas. I don't 
feel that those 2,600 natives who were busted on the chartered buses felt that, that they were there to see Dean Douglas. I don't feel anyone in the crowd was there to see Dean Douglas. No, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe the 1,622 Marines. Just feel like we're Sean because we're real. Wait, are you referring to the 1,713 Marines? Yes, half of the people in the building were the we're Marines, Marines, and the other half were the natives that were playing on the <laughs> charter. Dracula fall place? Oh, I think he was a Marine. Because Marines he never He did look died. Sean very sternly, so mm. I, maybe I can see that. Excuse me, I'd like to purchase a ticket for tonight's In Your House. I'm sorry, we're all sold out. We have too many Marines and buses full of natives. <laughs> Together at last. <laughs> Oh shit! We still have to get through this main event. <laughs> yes, and uh, uh, they were. I think they may have been trying to fool. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I think they were trying to fool Davy Boy Smith because uh, they had a they had a diesel decoy yeah. in the audience. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which just as I, you know what? It to me, I thought it was odd until uh, you you chaps mentioned that this was happened around. Halloween. <laughs> so that makes a lot more sense why there would be a, a, a diesel lookalike and a Dracula in the um, in the, in the audience. But don't forget, we get Diesel's greatest line ever right before the match. A champion has a lot on his mind before they have a title match. They, they so do, Doc Hendricks goes up to him and is like, so What's Diesel, your mindset, you he asks yeah. him, I believe. Yeah, so, so, so Diesel, how are you feeling? Well, tonight, it's time to be funky. <laughs> his gimmick is a truck driver. Wait, well, oh. Yes. What? He says to, he says to Dr. Hendricks, when Dr. Hendricks comes up to talk to him <laughs> and says, he says, what is your mindset? Or, and it, it, it just, one second, I actually have a really good Dr. Hendricks impression. If you oh, okay, to, I just can't to wait talk. to hear. Okay, please do. Diesel! Doot, doot, doot! What's your mindset tonight? <laughs> Thank you. Oh. And so Diesel says oh. to Dr. Hendricks, well, Doctor, I'm about to get funky. <laughs> I don't... How did I miss that? And he, I, I felt that it was a rather missed opportunity because he could have said several things. He could Let's have said, roll I, on. I'm going to roll through him. Oh. I'm going to roll on. I'm going to put the pedal to the metal. <laughs> um, I'm going to hit him like a Mack truck. A thousand trucker puns he could have made. And he went with, I'm about to get I funky. Kevin Nash's face, because he knew he was just like, I'm going to lose this title soon. I'm not going to try anymore. So funky. Let's get funky. He could have said, I'm not dropping the title because I'm in the click. Mm. <laughs> he could have said, funky like a monkey. Could have. But I feel that Dusty may have been owed a quarter had he done that. At oh, that's real true. Kevin Nash. What were you thinking? Mm. <laughs> well... The British Bulldog gets his WWF title shot against Big Daddy Cool Diesel, and Bret mm-hmm. Hart is on commentary. This match put me to sleep. You know what? I, I could see where you're coming from because this is Diesel and Bulldog. They're not really noted as like the biggest workhorses in a match. Mm-hmm. They're kind of guys that they have to be carried that, with other that... people. They need a Bret Hart to really bring out the best. I don't of them. know. I feel that Davy Boy Smith should have at least been able to carry Diesel to a halfway decent match. But I don't think he did. No, he did not. No, exactly. Like, I don't mind the story they were telling. It's actually yeah. nice, because it could have been, like, big plotting big man moves. But we got whatever we got from Yoko and Mabel with all those spots. Bulldog working Diesel's leg makes sense. And yes. Bret Hart calling as such makes it almost legitimate. Yeah. I like whenever they approach that level. The mm. thing is... If you're going to work a body part, don't do the same hold for 20 goddamn minutes. No, you should spice it up. You should do different things with it. Even go as far as using a chair, if need be, to make it a little bit different. But wasn't Bret Hart a bit of a bastard towards his (laughs) brother-in-law in in this? Because of the the sharpshooter he put on? Well, well, he, he better learn to put wrong. his I'm own not, right. I don't, it's not like if he was calling it The Rock, then yes, he's completely 100%. That was a shit move that The Rock did of putting on the sharpshooter. However, was, that was the worst sharpshooter until the Rock, yeah. ever seen. I think that's worse than The Rock's. No. <laughs> the Rock always put it so loose. And I, I, I have to agree with Gil, but I feel The Rock's was, was much worse. I don't know. I feel like Diesel's legs weren't even elevated. It's hard because he's a taller guy. And, you know, it, it, Davey Boy kept trying to put him into a cloverleaf. Yeah. It was clearly a cloverleaf. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't figure out what the damn move was. Uh, well, this match is just like blah, 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 blah. It's not very good. Go Jim Cornette does get some, some oh, fun yes. offense in. 
<laughs> yeah, so nothing with the tennis racket either. He didn't use the tennis racket no. once. No, it just elbow drops. Yeah, elbow and kicks. It was crazy to see that. Jim Cornette did the most believable offense in the whole match. <laughs> That's actually, yeah, I agree. Um, I will say there's also a spot where Bulldog has him in a Boston Crab. Diesel is literally right in front of the ropes, mm-hmm. but he's like... He won't just grab them. Because <laughs> it's just like, we gotta hold this out for a little bit. I'm like, okay, at least if you're the bulldog, at least pull him out to the middle or something. Right. So you want him in the center of the ring. Yeah, I, I think clearly neither guy gave a shit. And if the, if the uh, rumors are to be believed, I heard that at this show, apparently right after this match was done, Vince threw down his headset and basically chewed Diesel out, like, right there. That was Ooh. one of those matches? Really? Wow. And in front of the audience. Yeah, yeah and uh, and hilariously, he then lost it the next month. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, after all this, I'm sure at least this match will get a good finish, right, guys? <laughs> no, uh, a leading to Survivor Series kind of match. Yeah, that kind of finish. But you see, the thing is with this match, they they have several t- t- uh, several times during the match, mm-hmm. they say that if um, if Davy Boy wins. That it's going to be him and Brett yeah. at Survivors. Why not just do that? Transitional yeah. champions, fine. Exactly. Diesel and Brett, eh. I would have much rather seen the repeat of uh, Brett and Davey from, from uh, they Wimbledon. did that the month after. Wimbledon. That in your house. That being said, though, that Diesel-Brett match is actually really good. Oh, yeah. It's hmm. uh, yeah. introduced tables to WWF. Yes. Yeah. But yes, no, I know that did, you could have even had Bulldog hang. Like I know it's the Bulldog, and it's not like a big draw. But you could have even had the Bulldog be the one to lose it to Shawn Michaels at that WrestleMania. Honestly, really, why not? That would have been a great match. I just feel for that an hour long though. No, not for an Iron Man. Like for no, just no, a regular I don't think match. they would have booked that. No one wants to see that. <laughs> um, but I, I, I feel that you know it's just a nod to Davy Boy because he never had. The heavyweight championship. Yeah. No, he was always like a uh, solid mid carter. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he could have had like at least like you said for that month, right? Until Survivor Series. Yes. Why not? You know what? He he's not the best talker. And That's why he had Cornette it's, with it's him. It's such trash because you know it it doesn't make sense for Bret Hart to do what he does. He's supposed to be the face. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they try to I think make it look justified, because but it still just makes him look like a bastard. Yeah, Again. it's like you ruined your brother-in-law's opportunity here. Because Diesel pie-faces him earlier, and he mm-hmm. th- kind of doesn't do anything, but then Bulldog, like, straight up knocks him over. Oh, just mm-hmm. clouts him one in the face. And then Brett just, like, fuck this, and beats the shit out of the Bulldog. And then we get a big pull-apart brawl between him and Diesel, which was actually probably the most interesting thing on this show. Yep. And then that's the end of the event. And then, of course, we th- this is too exciting. <laughs> end this. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow on Raw. Yeah, tomorrow on Monday Night Raw when stuff happens that we taped six months ago. Right. (laughs) Boy, oh boy, that was in your house for... Yeah. Um, Thanks, Montrose, for... uh... For you know, I guess tricking Nathan. I don't know if I should. Yeah, thank usually you, but... we just get XPW verbiage from Nathan. Absolutely, I'm super happy to be here. I was, I was glad to trick him. Uh, I felt it was more my spot. I, considering I normally do this sort of thing uh, on my YouTube channel, and you where do more I concurrent view... wrestling, more right. Rather I than do. Oh, well, I mean, past. I did. I did have some um, older. Um, retro reviews. I just don't feel they were getting off of... Maybe I can revisit those. I think I've got a couple of lost episodes I could put together. Maybe put those up on my YouTube channel. Well, Montrose, would you like to plug? Oh, no. This is a mini-episode. I don't read from mini-episodes. Oh. Uh... Oh, he's big time in So just now. give me one minute. I will, I'll go get um, Nathan, and uh, he will He will read the copy. Oh, okay. Just give me a minute. Hey, you can come back in now. What? What happened? Nathan, what? uh... We don't know what to tell you, man. Guys, we're, we're you could have just here. came and opened the door. I mean, uh, yeah, he locked the door on me, but just because you sat down doesn't mean you start recording. I Do you I, have any thoughts over all of this event that you want to do really quickly? Because uh, nah, it was spent all garbage. This time? I mean, really. Fair enough. <laughs> the high point was that... You know, vampire guy in the yeah, crowd. I agree. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair cool. enough. That's anyway. Definitely what you would say I got some copy here. I'm just gonna read it. <laughs> okay. Um, check out Montrose Monkington TV on YouTube. Uh, you can follow me. It actually it says me in the copy. Yeah, I think yeah, he was supposed to read this. I know. I know. Follow. 
Montrose on Facebook. You can be one of his friends. Uh, Montrose, Monkey the Third, Esquire, and Friends. And then finally, uh, follow me, follow him on Twitter uh, at Montrose the Third. That's the number three RD. Uh, thank you. More later. Now, Nathan, before Montrose tries to take your spot again, um, I do need you to uh, announce our next uh, movie. So, why don't you go ahead and press the trailer button? Hit the button, Frank! (laughs) Since the nuclear holocaust, 20 years have passed. The leader of the Yurak monarchy, the powerful Euro-Afro-Asian unity who pressed the fatal button, claims to have won the conflict. But planet Earth has been reduced to a garbage-strewn radioactive desert. Inhabited by humans devoid of all hope for a future. That thing back there was a cyborg, half man, half robot. I don't have time to jaw with anyone who won't identify himself. So yes, there you go. The remember the clue was the time is up and the time is now. We are watching 2019 after the fall of New York. <gasps> what what it, is this? Italian knockoff cinema at its best. Oh boy. If Italian. you've ever wanted to see a movie that is a beautiful mesh rip off of <laughs> Escape from New York and Mad Max. This is the movie for you. Oh, oh, oh God. Badly dubbed accents in it? Boy, howdy. And it's free on the YouTube as we record this. I'm sold. (laughs) So there you go, folks. 2019, after the fall of New York. Is Montrose, did he leave? Is he? Uh, No, he's still here. And I think he wants to wrap up the show. So I'm going to take, I'm going to go get a coffee. You guys. Nathan, thank you for being a guest this week. I'm glad I could be a guest on my own show. Uh, We will, of course, have you back next week. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you more later. Yeah. Thank you more later. That really is catching on. Oh, yes, hello. I'm back here. Yeah. <laughs> he fell for my delightful ruse. Nathan read your copy beautifully. Uh, With so much emotion and poise. Well, you know what? I, I, I do like having a trained chimp around, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> nice. Oh, you. <laughs> you are a funny one. Yes, uh, it's okay for me to say that. Yeah, you can say it. We can't. Right. You're right. Ryan, again, where could they follow you on the Twitter box? I am Slacker Writer. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. That's his. That's I don't his have Twitter. a very long te- uh, username. At Slacker Writer. It's just like I am Slacker Writer, and I was waiting for more. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Oh, just a second. Is this the first baby in the recording studio? <laughs> yes, this is the first baby in the recording studio. What? Um. Um. Uh. Cheyenne's. Uh, one of Cheyenne's friends had a baby recently. Okay. Older, much older yeah. than Cheyenne. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right now. Wait, I don't want you to think like Cheyenne's going to school with like a 13 year old mom or something although that's totally plausible that used, well, no that used to be St. John yeah, I was going to say you are in St. John's yeah. Yeah. and you're in Fredericton so hey, we were known as number one for teenage pregnancy we were we were oh who took over I don't know probably Fredericton probably or Miramichi yeah. <laughs> just tell her to remember every bit of that so you should put this for your Patreon exclusive on <laughs> A baby in the Talking studio. Babies. <laughs> what were they doing? Bye, <laughs> bye, sweet aunt. Okay. Well, this is going downhill now. We can't compete after a baby. <laughs> no, we can't. Where did we leave off? Oh, slacker writer, right? <laughs> yep, that's you. And you can follow that baby that just came into the studio at <laughs> Goo Goo Gaga. Baby 420. Baby 420. <laughs> Franchise baby 420. <laughs> uh, on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I might have to just leave this all in now. 
good. No one's gonna stop you. I'll cut out all the spots where we didn't talk for like ten minutes, but yeah. Thank you, Baby Four Twenty. <laughs> franchise Baby Four Twenty. Franchise Baby Four Twenty Sixty Nine. Franchise Baby Four Twenty. Somebody now needs to go make that Twitter account. I'm pretty certain they done. Damn it! Anything with Four Twenty Sixty Nine, someone's already done for either a joke or not. <laughs> Shane Douglas's kid has that account. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So that's where you can find Ryan on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, just search What Were They Thinking? And we have a Facebook group, What Were They Thinking Interactive. You can find us on all the podcatchers uh, at Podbean at www.ttpodcast.podbean.com. Also iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And other, any other podcatchers you can think of, we're likely on there. Uh, and you could also uh, find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Lots of cool things you can sign up for on there. And actually, now that I'm mentioning it, we do need to welcome our newest Patreon or patron, uh, Michael Bagford. Oh, yeah. that's fair. I've, yes, I've seen him on the Twitter. Yeah. I follow him. I'm not sure. So we need to give him some sort of a shout out here. So uh, what do you got, Montrose? Mike Bagford, thank you for being a Patreon. Travel down the road and back again. Hmm. Your heart is true. You are a pal and a confidant. And Mike, if you threw a party... And invited everyone you knew... You probably see... That the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say... Thank you for being a Patreon. We're just off the cuff. Yeah, just, we're, we're brilliant. Just, just I mean, melded right into that golden girl thing. masters. That's us. <laughs> that's right. That's us um, doing things, people alive. things with stuff. With stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, also Redbubble. Redbubble.com. And then just search what were they thinking. We've got lots of stuff on there. Uh, one delightful human centipede design. Our logo. And, you know, we'll maybe throw a couple things up there uh, in the next... I don't know, a few months. We'll see. Yeah, there we go. Aren't you chaps part of some sort of, like, internet radio thing, too? Yeah, if you head to uh, comingrightup.org, uh, you can actually check us out on the radio. And I'm just going to check my calendar here. <laughs> That's one of your superpowers. Cue, cue the horror music. If you want to check us out on the radio at comingrightup.org, uh, we're on every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central, so that's, uh, or, or, sorry, nope, that's wrong, hold on, yep, no, 9 a.m. Central, uh, or just, or 10 a.m. Eastern, or 11 a.m. Atlantic, whatever time zone you're in. He's being defeated by time zones yeah. and calendars right now. Well, because, well, today is daylight savings and all that, spring ahead. Oh, God, don't do this to me. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> but yes, uh, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, every Sunday, you can check out uh, what were they thinking on the radio, on that website. Right after church. It's right after church, or before, <laughs> yeah. whatever time oh, zone God. you're in. <laughs> and uh, I guess I should mention, I have another podcast called For Screen and Country, where we talk about British films, the top, Ooh, top 100, mm. I know, right? That sounds delightful. The top 100 British films of all time, according to the BFI, and that's also on comingrightup.org. Uh, it's also on that website uh, every Tuesday at 9am Central. Every Tuesday, very nice. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can find it on all the podcatchers and uh, at BFI underscore pod on Twitter. I think that's all the plugs. Yeah. So there next next week uh, Montrose will let Nathan return yes. to the show and we will talk about uh, 2019 after the fall of New York. I am not watching that. So. <laughs> Oof. Well, I mean, you don't want to watch a documentary, Montrose. It's kind of harrowing. <laughs> it, what? What? It's a documentary. Oh, well, it's about 2019. That's this year. <gasps> New York has fallen? I th assume so. Oh, my God. I must. I You've must, got to alert I, the media. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go into my bunker uh -huh. uh, with as many um, freeze-dried bananas as I can find. Oh, right. Well, and uh, I will come out once it's safe again. Well... That's a good idea, Montrose. Okay. But before you do that, mm -hmm. I want to thank Ryan again. Yes. No problem. For coming in to talk about wrestling. And, <laughs> yes, he loves and Shane Douglas again. And Shane Douglas. That's and, of course, uh, Babies in the Studio. 
Um, we can leave that in now. It's going to. It's staying <laughs> it's in. Special guest star, franchise baby four twenty. Franchise baby four twenty on Twitter. Uh, he doesn't retweet because he is a baby. He, he'll like. <laughs> he'll like. Oddly though, however, uh, better grammar than most folks on Twitter. <laughs> better grammar than Marty Janetti. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Heard. Yeah. Heard. <laughs> My stepdaughter's pretty hot. Oh, so weird. I, I don't want to know the context of this. I think that's just hey, left unexplored. You don't follow him on the Facebooks? I do, but I don't remember him talking about that, So, but I'm glad I didn't read that. Well, the good thing for you is I will tell you off air. So, okay, go all the dirty deeds. <laughs> They're done dirt cheap as well. <laughs> God. Uh, but, you know, usually, I mean, Nathan had questions last time, so usually I would ask questions, but I think since Montrose was a special guest here... Yeah. I'm Ooh. gonna let Montrose ask us uh, ask if he has any questions. But I, I, I guess I simply must know. Um, with the wrestling event, am I doing this right? Yeah, you're, you you got this. The wrestling. Okay, with the wrestling event. Oh, sports with, entertainment. Sports entertainment. Okay, with the sports entertainment. No, they, were they sports entertainment at the time? Were they still? Yes, wrestling? they always have been sports okay. entertainment. Uh, with the sports entertainment event at the time, where they had Bret Hart actually in a match, but not featured on. The, the, show. the show that yeah. people were paying to what see oh, worldwide, so right? Uh, and a show where uh, apparently there were two other dark matches mm-hmm. that would have been far more serviceable than two other matches that were on this debacle yeah. of a card. And, and in an epi- uh, episode, what am I saying? In an event where Dracula and uh, fake Diesel, but not Kane, showed up. <laughs> and Sloth was there. And still they didn't have, uh, I, I feel, legitimate title changes at all. I, I simply must ask, mm-hmm. what were they booking? Thank you, more later. So I was out with this girl the other night, and she said that she hated Star Wars. Can you believe that? I could top that. My latest date told me he didn't like black and white movies. What? Do you have a movie deal breaker? Is there a film you love so much that if your significant other didn't like it, it would be Splitsville? Well, we're dating hosts, Greg and Lauren, and in our podcast, Movie Date Night, we introduce each other to our favorite movies and see if our relationship can survive. And if our partners appreciate the movies as much as we do. Find us wherever podcasts are available and follow us at Movie Date Night on Facebook or Twitter to talk movies with us. Hey everyone, it's Chris and Mike from The Recasting Couch, the podcast where we take our favorite movies and discuss what they would be like with new actors in all the lead roles. Hey Mike, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find our website at therecastingcouch.com or on Twitter at RecastingPod. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, if there's a service that's not posting our pod, you let us know and we will rectify that immediately. Damn right. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody.